DJ Chris Black is here. DJ Them Jeans is here. What is up, 2023? How long goners? I've had my press juice cleanse going on right now. Number two, citrus, oh. cucumber, pineapple, coconut water, lemon, aloe vera. A nice black drip coffee with my new pour over that my girlfriend's mommy got me for Christmas. And a little whole <laughs> milk in there because... You know, I need those omega-3 calories or something. I'm celebrating today, Jason, after years of legal battles. Thank God. Uh, De La Soul's uh, first six albums are available on streaming services on March 3rd. <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm just so happy. This was your break the internet moment. Yeah, I'm just so happy for all the dusty nerds who have speakers uh, in their house. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they can't wait to stream this on uh, Spotify, Apple Title, uh, and maybe they even maybe they who knows maybe they buy these high quality MP3s. I I, I honestly don't know, but uh, it's a, yeah it's a big day. I was up uh, very early to hit a a, a Tuesday Pilates uh, this morning to kind of get my body right as well. Mm, where did we focus on? Was it total? Don't tell me it was total body. It was total body, but this teacher um, is really the hard one, um, and she kind of likes me, I think, because I laugh sometimes when things are hard. Mm. I just giggle a little bit, and I think she appreciates the fact that... Um, she's not the only immature person in the class? No, more that she's making a big man laugh instead of cry, I think is kind of mm. where she looks at it, but also, mm. maybe mm -hmm. also maybe she appreciates another silly Billy uh, like, yeah, like myself, even under the high stress uh, of, of, a, of a workout mm -hmm. smiling and laughing through it all how does she do it it's it's fucking crazy bro um but how are you feeling uh otherwise i know you've been back at equinox which i'm i'm worried about equinox <laughs> they've been going they've been having a tough week after they um paid someone a, a probably large sum of money to come up with a bad ad campaign you know we've, we've we got beat up on twitter a little bit sure who hasn't but i'm asking is the me is the i'm celebrated on twitter huh? I don't know. I mean, celebrated. I would I would <laughs> say that, except that you're unfortunately deeply connected to me. The only chink in my armor. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I need a vibe. I mean, obviously, Glendale's not the hottest location, so it's going to be a little a little different than maybe like an NYC or West Hollywood. But I guess I'm asking, do you feel like there are new members? Are these new members hot and rich? Well, it's weird because like I've been saying the word E O Y. I guess that's not a word, but um, for end of year. Yeah. Yeah. I know what it means. Thanks. <laughs> I know that you know because you have an email <laughs> job, but I meant for anyone else who's listening. But does anyone anyone say "be boy" for beginning of year, or is there another? No one says that, and don't try to make that a thing. Don't make this LP because it's not going to stick. What if? Well, how does one say "beginning of year" in an abbreviated tense? Uh, I don't think it needs to be said. I don't think there's anything. I think it. I think that the problem is that people th these acronyms are unnecessary because. Obviously, as the dates get deeper into December and as the dates, you know, are, are early in July, we know what that means. We know one of those things means in well, the year. Well, I mean, the, the need for any of these, obviously, is zero, but we're past that now and we have to make... We have to make peace with it in our new. This is what I call our new normal. Oh, I see. We're living in our new normal. I understand. But yeah, if you want, if you want to report over there at... Um, at Equinox for for boy um, boy twenty three yeah there are some hot people signing up there was some new talent there that I was pretty impressed to see there was some cool hip people okay, there okay, that let's, it was a little jarring to my system because usually Glendale is my escape escape uh, it's my cool. oasis away from the <clears throat> yeah 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 and I like to keep it that way which is odd because I always talk about it and big up it so much but. Well, um, luckily it's been staying around the same, but yeah, it's obviously it's been, it's been busy BOY. Obviously none of these people are as hot and as rich as the gyms that you go to the Easton gym. That's right. Well, Easton's more full of, uh, actors that you may or may not recognize. Uh, but I'm asking, I guess, because you told me a little story about kind of being on the stretching mat where you spend most of your time with oh, a, no. a pretty God damn it <laughs> a pretty major celebrity and this was so he's he's not signing up he was a member before he didn't jump on the bandwagon for for boy 23 he's probably been a member for a while but that that uh it's been laying a little dormant which is you know it happens to the best of us podcasters audio creators but you're not referring to any so jason any <laughs> myriad member of 
system of a down. I call them system. No, I Those no, guys are, no. are knocking through the halls. They're basically the bullies of my gym. <laughs> they're always they're always stealing my muscle milk. <laughs> I'm not even my muscle milk money. <laughs> they're stealing your muscle milk quarters your mom gave you. I'm not even talking uh-huh. about the Armenian big butt hotties with the beats and the Jordans. I'm talking about fellow podcaster, audio creator, artist, actor, comedian, uh, Mark Marin. And mm-hmm. Jason reported from the mat at Equinox Glendale that Marin was there. My mat. And Marin was was rocking a comedy store hoodie. Uh, mm-hmm. and God, I hope he doesn't listen. And to unfortunately, some uh, on running, uh, which I, I guess for his age, that track, his age and income demographic, that does track. Yeah, the, the, I've, I've been seeing more and more peers of ours who are starting to be yeah they're getting a little less vigilant in the war against on running no they're giving in so uh stay sharp brother it's so it's so comfortable for only 260 dollars, you can get an ugly shoe uh but the (laughs) the thing with the thing that interests me most about mark maron's gym fit uh he's a he's a gym beanie guy Mm -hmm. which is uh you know obviously has been chilly but it is giving it's not that chilly on doing a whole ton of workout exactly well he also i mean he has a nice head of hair for his advanced age i will give him credit there so it may be i mean i guess it's better than him rocking like a some sort of headband or something to keep it out of his face um but i guess i guess that is the most um you know that just seems like I, I the beanie in the gym is a very LA kind of look that you don't I, I don't catch that much in New York because I think it's so cold there you wear the beanie to the gym and you're happy to take it off. Sure. You, you know what I mean? Sure. Um. So so Marin, I mean I don't want to I don't want to obviously I'm happy to, when anyone's in the gym because it's going to help them live longer and feel better and that's something that I support and that's not that's not a joke, dude. Give it up, give it up for yourself for saying something so. But, so what I'm saying is that I want to give it up even though Mark Marin. Um, is dressed like a guy you know who worked uh, the late shift at a bar last night. Um, I, I do want to give him give him props for kind of getting it in, and um, I just want to get hope uh, give him you know best wishes for the new year um, and keep keep creating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of that's kind of all we can do because that's what we're built for and born for. Yeah, I, I feel it happening. I think I'm going to be doing a lot of creating this year. He. <laughs> You know, every time I see Mark in the, in the streets of Cali, uh, all over, up and down the coast, parts of Santa Barbara, Montecito, mm-hmm. San Diego, they have a great little improv over yeah, there. I love, I love chuckle fuckers. No, they got in a, they got a, no, they have a, they got a store over there. They got a. Okay, we're gonna talk to our guests about all these places today, but yeah, we'll talk about that. But uh, every time I see him, he really gives me that look, which is. This motherfucking guy. I don't think he knows who you are, but I think he hates what you stand for, and that's a very cool power to have. If he doesn't know whomst I am, how does he know what I stand for? Because he can look at you and tell you're a prick, just like everybody else. (laughs) But but some people think some people find it charming and cool, and some people are just like this guy's my competition. Whether it's I don't need to know he does for a living. Like this guy could be trying to fuck my chick. I don't know. Am I giving prick? Yeah, you're giving prick. Oh, bro, you're giving Mm. you're giving big prick. Uh, But I think that it's only with men, of course. (laughs) Big big clit move over. Big prick coming through. I think you're just giving. I think you're just you you have a competitive air about you that that. uh, uh, you know you're alpha, and uh, even though Mark Marin has a lot more money than you, he is a beta. So I think it's, no one, no one's ever called me alpha, except especially you, Chris. Well, you're not an alpha compared to a real one like me, but compared to a, a fucking, you know, like comedian, actor, former uh, Air America mouthpiece, you are definitely yeah. an alpha. You know, I get it. There's like a big fish, small pond. Like if I were to be in something like the big leagues, like like menswear blogging or something like that, it's exactly. a whole other story. Exactly. In terms yeah, of alpha behavior. Okay. No, 100%. Yeah, cufflinks 100%. and stuff like that. Manly shit. Uh, uh, no one's talking about cufflinks. But my question to you is, <laughs> why did you not? Now, now you'll talk to anybody. You talk to people who could kill you. You talk to waiters. You talk to everybody. You make little small talk. It's kind of people your thing. People kill you. You think it's so cute. It's like part of your charm. And I, oh, I, you're so jealous that I'm a chatty boy. No, I love it. I love, I love being a part of it and make. It, I got an answer for you, Chris, and I think you're gonna like it. Okay, so, so the the question is, let me pose the question officially. Mm-hmm. Why did Why did you not? Because this is the most intimate setting that I think you've been in with podcast celebrity Mark Maron. Why did you not? He crawled into my tangled web. So why didn't you kind of? This is your home turf, in my opinion. So why, mm-hmm. when Marin's putting the on runnings on your uh, bands for stretching, why is he? Why did you not break the ice 
with a fellow podcaster. Why was there's I no so call, much, no show for the chattiness? There's, to, there's so much to talk about. You have a proven track record of annoying strangers. Why would you mm-hmm. not do that with this stranger? Well, because I got one answer for you, Chris. The gym is a sacred place. I don't fuck around there, okay? <sighs> I had a feeling this was it coming. It means everything to me. I had a feeling this was coming, and I do agree with you. I, I do mm-hmm. I do agree with you, but I just feel like for this... Also, I could have been off an edible. That's fine. I feel like you're going to be off an edible anytime you see Mark Maron because you're on edibles a lot and you see Mark Maron pretty often. So I don't think that's really I don't this is a numbers think, game. I don't. Yeah, this is a this is a numbers game. So <laughs> I guess my question is, um, you know, next time will them jeans nut up and maybe make a little small talk with Mark or is are you going to leave the you know who are your guys questioning to when we fi- he finally joins us on how long gone I don't know I think it's really going it's going to have to be a situation where it is so awkward if I didn't say you know like if we're in line together mm. at the DMV or you know just some like we're in the drunk tank together he yeah. relapses whatever I get I get a little sure. too loose on the, the Rose Bowl parade I don't know whatever it is th- <laughs> in that situation where it's completely unavoidable then I will be like, hey man, who are your guys? I and, love Bobcat, bro. I love Bobcat. Lauren's Lauren, uh, but you know, <laughs> I don't. Other, otherwise, I don't think. I don't know. Like, I, I have nothing. I have nothing to say to him, and he. But I think he puts off such ha- a, a do not disturb vibe. That yeah, no, he does. But you don't. You don't. I mean, he, you don't have anything to say to anybody, and that doesn't stop. That's you. not true. That's not true. And I, I, I think. That, I think Qu- call me an a- ice pick. The way I, the way I break the ice, Chris. <laughs> Oh, I'm something like an ice right. pick the way I break this ice. <laughs> I'm something S U M M I in apostrophe. Yeah, that was fabulous style. <laughs> the big hat king. All right, we do have a guest today. Uh Esther King, uh, a comedian um that Jason and I are familiar with. Esther King. Her name's Pavin Patinsky. Yeah, but I can't pronounce that, so I'm just gonna call her by her okay. uh Instagram name. Esther es- Esther Pavitsky. Maybe her middle name is King. Wouldn't that be cool? Also known as Little Esther. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh she has a podcast called My Pleasure, um, that is that is very popular and she also takes a lot of great pictures for the Instagram app. Yeah, she's at the store, she's at the improv, she's at the ice house, she's at the ground link, wow, she's Jason. on the Joe Rogan experience, she's all over the Wait, place. Wait, has Esther done the Joe Rogan experience? She, uh, according to Wiki, she was the very first female to appear on the Joe Rogan Experience. Holy shit! Do you think he made her kind of put on a gi, or did she dress normally? <laughs> this this is early days, man. I wonder how long ago that was. That's very interesting. Uh, and she's she's also friends with friend of the show Caroline Goldfarb, who does uh, Fishwives. Of course, you know I'd be eating all of that chili crisp. That that makes one of us. All right, let's um let's uh let's give Esther a jingle i'm sure she's gonna be just a ray of sunlight that we need on this overcast day okay fuck yeah where are you coming to us from los angeles it looks like you're in a or this is, is this your house or are you at a co-working space this is my house um <laughs> that is an interesting observation you made <laughs> so there's like a geometric stained glass display behind you yes could you elaborate on that a little bit more it's it is funky if you ask me wow i've never been asked thank you i feel so honored so this is it, it i live in a very mid-century modern home that ha- is mm-hmm. Like almost completely untouched since it was built. And I'm kind of identify as like a ghost or at least friendly to ghosts. So I like living in a place that's like okay. untouched. Okay. So so you're so this is an untouched architectural masterpiece. Yes. And are you allowed to obviously does that mean that you're not allowed to make changes and, and any sort of uh construction would have to be cleared with like the the board and stuff like that? No, no, I could do whatever I want, okay. but I choose to honor the integrity of oh, yeah. the okay. the Chinese doctors who lived here. <laughs> originally who the house was built for it was the house was it was one of the first it is kind of giving ginseng now that you say that (laughs) no so one of the first homes in la designed by a chinese architect and it was designed for doctors who were childless who loved to entertain niche bunch yeah wow very very niche so gay 
Love to entertain and no kids. Yeah, that's that's me or or a gay Chinese doctor. <laughs> do we know what kind of do we know what kind of medicine they were involved in? No, I have no other answers. But I Just prep shots. I yeah. should like meditate and see if the walls will give me more answers. I have a question about those walls. Would you would you say that the home has good or bad bones? Great bones, such good bones. And okay. by the way, I recently learned. Uh, a thing that differentiates rich people from normal people, which is that whenever like rich people come into my home, they just point out what walls should be taken down. <laughs> and it, it's like, it's actually very offensive. I'm, I'm like, well, wait, why? Like, they're just so like all about. So you're saying that down. rich people love open concept homes. Well, that's that, but she's also saying like normal people, don't even have that thought in their mind that you could pay somebody yeah, no, to come in and yes. remove a wall. That's not even in your realm of possibilities as a poor. Yes. And also the concept that people buy houses and then outgrow that house and buy another house is like so insane to me because I grew up in the same house my dad grew up in. Mm. So it's like you just have a house and then that's your house forever. Sure, in my sure, mind. sure. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm kind mean, of the same way as you, but then. I have a life partner who is guiding me in a different direction where it's sort of like a hermit crab. Like we need a new shell every three years or else, or else we're poor, you know? Wow. Okay. That, that can also be good. It's good for, it's good for uh, me because he's driven to work harder so he can earn a little more money to kind of pay for the gardener and the pool boy and like that kind of mm -hmm. stuff that he's, he's kind of in charge of at the house. You know? <laughs> One day my house is going to be as big as Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is the I don't have any desire to have a pool. I got to be honest with you. It just seems like a lot of pain in the ass. I don't have a pool and I thought like <laughs> I really needed a pool to feel like I was a somebody and I think I've finally realized that that's not the case and that I agree like there's all this upkeep that seems like I'm fine with just having grass instead. So more down with just like a tennis court instead kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm literally I would rather spend a hundred grand on a tennis court for sure than a pool. Obviously there's no woman in the world that would agree with that. So we're kinda kinda we're gonna go with a pool. Yeah. Those are fun. So Esther Yeah tennis court <laughs> Esther, yeah. what's going on? So you so you live in LA. Do you we live in the same neighborhood? I live in Glendale, Chris is in WeHo Avi. Oh my god, like so right in the middle of you guys, kind of Silver Lake. Hi. Okay. Okay. Wow, great. Um, what's up in Silver Lake besides um gentrification? Is there anything else going on over there? You know, to be honest, I'm very post gentrification, so I'm not even a part of that. I'm so after it. Like I'm so late to it that mm -hmm. does it really even count? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's a that's an interesting way to justify Thank you. Uh the displacement of POCs that you have caused on Los Angeles. Look. It's a it's it's a new one. It's it's interesting. Let's dive into that later. Um <laughs> I yeah no I've been I I've been in LA for 13 years so I definitely like you guys I'm very much like an LA girly definitely self-identify as an LA hot girl um Gen Z mm -hmm. has taught me if you want to be hot all you have to do is decide you are so I'm like making up for lost time just living my best life in LA as a Silver Lake hot girl okay so what what would you say are the top three silver lake hot girl spots if jason and i were kind of looking to build with our own kind are we missing anything and you can't say erewhon that's an obvious one no of course i mean don't embarrass me i think <laughs> that like sadly like i go to starbucks a lot why is that sad starbucks is dope well, it's, they have drive through. They have app. It's sad because I live in like the coolest neighborhood for coffee shops, but I do the road a lot for stand up, and so like that consistency of getting like an iced shaken oat milk espresso at a Starbucks is a very important like part of my anxious attachment. Iced shaken. They oat can't milk do honestly. If, if I saw you at like Dinosaur Coffee, that's more embarrassing than Starbucks. Explain. I love that though. Dinosaur Coffee just feels like a. I don't know. It feels like a. It feels like it's a daycare and like a gym. <laughs> the vibe is like, I don't, the vibe is just so, the product is pretty good, honestly. Like the, the coffee is pretty good, but it's just like is it? too dorky. Okay. It's too dorky. I totally agree. And there is something about dinosaur coffee to me that screams like I'm in my 20s and I just got here. And I've noticed like since I've become like a more a, adult, you know, I'm 34, I'm like mm -hmm. really on this pedestal of like, I'm not in my 20s mm -hmm. and I didn't just get here. And so like, 
I know things. Mm -hmm. What I'll say also, in addition to your takedown of dinosaur coffee, is (laughs) if a coffee shop is not making their own homemade in-house blended version of a nut milk i'm kind of like what is the point of you and why are you what do you want from me but starbucks doesn't make their own do they or do they? no they don't and starbucks <laughs> but they're purely, in a different category yeah they're, they're yeah they're, so they're okay. in the category of like i'm gonna be in cleveland this weekend and i need to feel comfort in some way yeah but mm. i would say like you know you ask like spots for co- it's just Silver Lake spots, whatever. It's like at least a place like Go Get 'Em Tiger. They're ma- they're putting an effort. They're making their own milk. Like I know what I'm paying for. I know why I'm getting in my car and going there. There's a purpose. Whereas a place like these other random spots, I'm like, what are you really giving me that I can't do? It's not value. I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, it's definitely not, va- it's well, definitely I've, not I've, value. Well, I've noticed the same thing. I drink a lot of coffee at home. I just make a pour over. That's it. But otherwise, when I go out, I'm I'm often going to Starbucks just because the clientele at a lot of the third wave twenty something. Yeah. You know, I'm going to work on my project on my laptop coffee shops like that all over the world not just in silver lake it's just an insufferable crowd that i don't want to be around and i would rather hit the drive-thru at starbucks i don't want to go to star i don't starbucks is too gross for me and it's not even like a snob thing i just don't like it but i'm in a similar position as jason i went to a local coffee purveyor that i once loved and still love the product and the crowd was so insane that i couldn't Belie- I almost didn't want to leave because I was waiting for mo- it get- to get worse. I think it comes with age, honestly. The barista has green hair. There's like a fat a fat lesbian that works in a writer's room with like a giant dog. There's like nerdy couples and matching Crocs. It's like every, every single bad thing. And they were all mm-hmm. interacting with each other as if it was okay. And that was the most shocking part. It was like I was the freak for being like a guy going to play tennis. Wait, this is where the like most obvious hypocrite in me comes out because I'm like, wait, that sounds fun. I want to be amongst the people. Like, I want to know what's out there and see what people are wearing. Cause they're okay. So as much as I feel very above people who are younger than me and don't know how to use a Starbucks app, I also like want to be amongst the people and yeah but esther that's what uh, that's what phoenix and cleveland are for because then you're like yeah. oh i'm just <laughs> yeah, stopping yeah, through i just that. wanted to see this fucking circus going on here but <laughs> when it's in la and it's your choice of where you get to go and you can go wherever you want then that's when it starts feeling kind of ugh. it's actually a theory i've developed uh as a person who lives in west hollywood and i, I don't want to be on the east side because the the west hollywood freak is like such a different kind and so far from me that I look at it as an alien being that I Mm. can just observe. Whereas if I'm in Silver Lake or Los Feliz, it's like, oh, these are people I kind of know. They look, they they have your same tats as you. They're wearing the same sweatshirts as you. It's tough. They're watching the same TV shows as you. You could like talk about Fleischman is in trouble at any time. Fleischman's are in trouble and all that stuff. Unfortunately, no. The people that are watching the same TV shows as me are my gay brothers in West Hollywood. (laughs) It is not. It it is not these snobs in in on the East Side. Now, wait, do you? guys know of this concept called the third place yeah mm-hmm. it's called equinox oh okay <laughs> no it's called the barbershop for real that's where i can say all my locker room jokes with the fellas okay because i'm really on my pursuit of of looking for a third place for myself and like sadly whenever i do think about it, i'm like a coffee shop is like my best yeah. option you should check out you should check out this new cool place called soho house it's like <laughs> it's pretty affordable but like you can kind of hang out use there. me as a referral have you ever thought about like hot pilates or hot yoga as your third place mm-hmm. do you is that something that you do esther oh no i don't i every time i go to one <laughs> oh, classes no. i leave i leave like 11 minutes in in a shame like running out and it just doesn't work out for me really yeah so you do 10 snot cry and then you run out yeah <laughs> forget your shoes the whole thing <laughs> yes okay so that's a bad third place for you but i, I think people hanging out at the coffee shop it just doesn't really happen anymore unless you're you're like a college student you're right or unless you're like a drug dealer oh okay (laughs) i'm not that yet yeah you're neither of those things as far as i know i think hanging out i have a whole thing too about i don't use my laptop in public like i don't want people to see me working unless it's a an air you know airplane is probably a good third place because both of you guys are travelers all the time right Mm-hmm. Yeah. LAX is my third place. <laughs> That's such a flex. <laughs> um, I'm so intimidated. 
I travel on the airplanes sometimes, so. Esther, don't tell me that you're a jet blue girl. Hell no, I can't be because most of my flights are in and out of the Midwest and jet blue is not friendly to that. So I have to go like American Airlines. I was a virgin girl, but you know, that got taken away from us. Yeah, um, me too. So yeah, American okay. Airlines United. So you spend, are you from the Midwest? Yeah, I'm, I grew up in Skokie, a suburb of Chicago that's mm-hmm. famous for a KKK march. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Heard of it? No, I, I haven't actually. I've I, heard of Skokie. You have? And I'm not telling you what. Yeah. You're not. I mean, never mind. <laughs> it does sound like a slur. The word Skokie does sound negative to me. Like it sounds like. It sounds like a brand of chewing tobacco. It does <laughs> yeah, sound like a fucking, southern slur. You're being a fucking How far Skokie. away from the city is that? Shy city. <laughs> Shy yeah. town. Okay. So let me paint the picture. I would say we're about like 20 minutes from the city. We're on. I grew up on the border of Skokie and Evanston. So like Northwestern University campus is very much like a play in my childhood. Yeah. And the reason we're famous for a KKK March is because Skokie had the highest concentration of, that's a weird word for the rest of the sentence. Of all the words, Esther. Of, holo- of all the fucking words. The largest number of Holocaust survivors. And so that's why the KKK chose to march there. We have this beautiful Holocaust museum. It's like a very Jewish community. It's very, it's very lovely. So then the KKK took, they went up north Crossed the Mason Dixie line and said, We're going to get them where it hurts the most. Yes. <laughs> Fuck those KKK guys. And beautiful Skokie. Okay. So it's not as nice as I make it sound, just to be clear. Oh, don't don't worry. It, it doesn't sound nice. When is don't, that going to start? Worry. Well, when, you're, when you are don't traveling worry. a lot on your airlines that are not Delta to these sort of B cities, what are you doing when you, when you touch down in Phoenix or Cleveland, like when you're, you're alone traveling most of the time, right? Sometimes I travel with friends and sometimes I go alone, but a big part of the routine is like locating the nearest um, Starbucks or, you know, some version of like an oat milk latte and getting on the Postmates. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like getting on the Postmates. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so so like you'll go in, you get into your hotel room, you hang up your evening gown for tonight's show, and then you start ordering different foods and drinks for the day. Yeah, if it's not winter, definitely I'm a big walker. Like, okay. I, you know, a lot of walking around the city. I'm not a big tourist. Like, I don't really... This is my problem with travel. I don't really know what to do besides eat or drink. Uh-huh. And so, like, I re- I recently went to Italy for the first time with a group of girlfriends. and Nothing to do there but eat and drink, so don't feel bad. Right? I'm sure you love looking at old building, but after day three, you're like, this church is old. Yeah, Esther, can you answer a, que- a, a question, a challenge for us? Yeah, why do all women love to look at old buildings? Or even just a piece of a building, like this pillar, 1700s. Still here. Yeah. I actually think I can answer this after a winter break filled with a lot of Pinterest. Um, Pinter break. It takes you. I you you take you go away. You go somewhere else. It's a magical fantasy world. I think. But you want to be transported to a time of yore because they treated women better back then? No, it has nothing to do. It's a fantasy. So there's no, I didn't really, it's not like I'm thinking about the facts of what it was like when that was happening. It's more just like. Take me anywhere but here. Yeah, it's like closing your, it's like closing your eyes and imagining that you're, you know, holding hands with Pacey on Dawson's Creek. It's not like he's that good of a guy. (laughs) That's why I listen to Morris. You know, but he's better than what you got. It's very much, yeah anywhere but here is really what so chicas like to be transported yeah do you guys not also like looking no. at old buildings no way no i i hate i mean i'm transported. cool with it <laughs> i i'm fine with it but it's not something that i yearn for you know what i mean the idea of walking around in oppressive heat in and sweating through my clothes to look at a building that i don't care about that usually has some sort of like religious tone Mm. that i also don't care about Mm -hmm. and then it's also surrounded by stinky people Mm. is not really top top of mind for me um but i do find that i'm the outlier because most people men and women uh you know do like that more than i do i actually think i am more in alignment with you because it's out do you only like eating 
and consuming beverages on vacation as well. Damn, Esther, you really know me. Uh, I only like consuming beverages all the time. I'm mm -hmm. water, okay. water and coffee, and then an occasional third beverage that could make it into the rotation, uh, coconut water, never a tea. That's disgusting. Hot water is not is not like flavor it doesn't do anything for me it's like soup why would esther's I looking for her third place chris is looking for his third beverage to sort of exactly. zip into it yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah what is well i mean i don't you're saying that when you're in italy with the girlies and they're ordering you know the charcuterie plate and the pasta courses and you know the whole thing you're like should we get another spritz no <laughs> i enjoyed what i enjoyed of travel was being with friends and sharing meals and trying new foods and like i didn't as much participate in the beach you could do that at the glendale galleria though you know yeah you've been to a food court For a lot cheaper <laughs> i'll take you to chick-fil-a wendy's and arby's in one sitting and we'll see what's really good yeah with friendship too well that's the thing it's like i also feel like i would rather go to a movie theater with a large popcorn and a soda than like travel Europe. I do think that that's more better for me. Travel to Babylon instead. Mm -hmm. It's because traveling is extremely overrated and I come from a place of privilege where I am able to travel for my job and for pleasure, but I never, I don't think I, I, I don't know. I, I would, I hate the movies too. So I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Interesting. I'm, what do you like? I love that you don't like a lot of things. Well, I mean, all kinds of stuff. I love, you know, reality television. I love going to the grocery store to overpay. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love being on a plane. He likes music that has guitars in it. Remember that, Esther? Yeah, I love music with uh, guitar. You're probably not old enough to remember that, but yeah, music <laughs> with guitars. Um, stuff, stuff Before like all that. this oons, oons happen. I love books, you know, I love stuff like that, but yeah, I just don't, um, he loves a good tie, good necktie. <laughs> what do I love? What the fuck? What are you talking about? I don't I mean, I guess I like ties as much as the next guy. Wow. Really defensive about the ties is interesting. Right? <laughs> we both clocked that, didn't we, Esther? I just don't think that's like a brand pillar for me necessarily. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, he used to like drugs and now he replaced it with fitness. Yeah. And I think, Esther, are you still on a cannabis cleanse or have you given in? I, okay, so. To the spleef. My, here's my story. <laughs> I. <laughs> also, also, Jason, it's a tree tox. You coined that. Let's like, tree tox is the term we use for detoxing from, from, canna tree from cannabis. D tree tox, which is good. So I had never tried drugs or alcohol for my entire life. And. Till I was 33 last year, I tried. No way. Yes. Skokie straight edge till 33? Yeah, it's a little weird. I don't, it's like. That's amazing. That, it's like me, Dane Cook, and Donald Trump that have been sober our whole lives. It's <laughs> such a bad list of me and the, me, and the, me and the fellas. Me and the fellas. I don't know who's more toxic and damaging to this country. <laughs> it's so scary, like my peers. Um, but <laughs> then last. How is Dane, by the way? <laughs> Lo love the guy um, next question uh so then i randomly got in the situation where i tried weed and loved it and then literally had it every single day okay hold on hold on randomly got into this situation where i smoked weed <laughs> which celebrity passed you the blunt and you oh couldn't my god say no? i wish it was something like that but no i've said no to many celebrities the last 13 years of not wanting to do drugs in fact like so many cool smart people trying to convince me and i was just like no i'm scared can you name it so it was just a random unhoused person on bellevue who was like yo hit this real quick and you're like you know what today's the day no you're saying that chelsea handler is has good weed like it's yeah, fine who's one super cool celeb that was like yo hit this esther and you're like mm -mm. um i'm fine with my starbies i think they've all been since me too so it's not worth like associating the names but okay. so basically what i was um I had this like very painful situation. Like, I'll just be honest. Like, trigger warning. So I had a miscarriage, which is all. It's all good. Like everything's fine. Um, mm -hmm. But afterwards, I had to have this surgery, which some may call it an abortion, and um, okay. it ended up being really, really painful. And I was in this situation where I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I feel like I'm gonna die. And I had never really taken a prescription drug or anything. And I had this hydrocodone from the doctor i took it it immediately went on my made all my pain go away and i was like oh my god 
is this what it's like to be high? I love this. I want to feel this all the time. And then my guy friends were like, really? they were like, do not take another hydrocodone for mm-hmm. sure. We think what you want is weed. And so then I like tried edibles and was like, oh, this is fun. And so then I became addicted to weed for a year, but recently took two two weeks off. So that's my long, sad. Okay. Follow-up question. Story. Do you still have the hydrocodone? <laughs> That's why your friends are like, no, 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 don't take another pill. How many do you have in there? Esther, I know it says expired. They don't really expire. Like, it's fine. Like, you can take You can it. get more, right? It's like fine. It's fine. Because you have chronic pain. It's really bad. Okay, tell, the, so, tell the doctor it, like, still hurts. So you took the one pill, and you're like, damn, I'm feeling like Kid Cudi right now. Life is good. Exactly. My chronic pain is gone. Exactly. My abortion pain is gone. Yeah, I was like, and I was then, smiling. Why not do this every yeah, day? Yeah, exactly. You for the first time I smiled. It was so I was in my parents' basement. I was on the futon where I sleep, just smiling and I was like this is where This is honestly going to make me relapse. This description <laughs> of being high at your parents' basement is exactly Yeah, if you could be this happy and serene while yeah, on a yeah. futon in your parents' basement, yeah. which is usually like a rock bottom situation and you're like I am Woo. Yeah, you're feeling good. You're flying high and skokie gone off the codeine. Yes, it was really remarkable. But like all addicts, it then spiraled <laughs> me into doing drugs every day for a year and a half. Like all addicts, she's been doing drugs for one year. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, now, now if you... Okay, but did you find the uh, marijuana consumption, did it... Did it help hurt like your day in day out your process as far yeah, as did your tolerance goes? increase to the point where it was becoming a problem for you these are all great questions so <laughs> for me where do you start i quickly realized it was something that i did not like doing during the day it made me feel really like sad and lazy in the day but like basically my routine is like after i do a set because i do stand up at night most nights i would just come home you know, cruise out <laughs> some edibles. Cruise out? <laughs> cruise out, as they say. As, those who as do they weed. say, yeah, as they say, as the weed doers. Did it ever get to the point where, like, you have the edible in your hand, and as soon as you go off stage at the store, they're like, all right, that's yes, the noise, and then you pop it down as soon as you're leaving the stage, or you wait till you get home and, and brush your of teeth and course, wash your face? The second I'm off stage, of course, those were moments. Of course, before I went on stage, because I knew it would hit at the right time. Oh, like, I've done it all. Jason. Yeah, if you have to if you have to get off stage and sit at a table in a corner with Chris D'Elia for thirty minutes, I'm gonna be taking that. I'm gonna be fucking I'm gonna be hitting the pack too, right before. Mm-hmm. I mean there's I'm gonna need at least thirty milligrams. Yeah, I'm gonna need at least thirty. If I'm gonna have to sit on his lap, I'm gonna have to get something in me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So then you were like, Okay, it's the end of the year, new year, new me. I've taken stock, I've been journaling. Maybe I'll take a tree talks for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So just to overall, like weed had, has been a very positive, Mm -hmm. you know, thing in my life. Like it's made me feel relaxed in a way I've never really felt before. It's made me like realize that my relationship with my parents is like a little emotionally incestual and like, it's just like really made me see shit. Right. And so then I did realize, wait, I can't go a day without this. I should take a break and never was able to, but then I got a cold and that just like Mm, classic. I got two weeks off from it feeling really good about that. Now this seems to be a big topic of going on and off. Like what is that relationship? What is your deal with that? I, I don't have a deal with that. That's Jason's deal. Okay. I'm off. I mean, I'm sober. It's been like six years. Yeah. He's, he's fully sober. He's fully sober. So the only time he gets a treat is when it's like a cookie or Mm. something. Um, but for me, speaking of going, (laughs) speaking of going to Italy for two weeks. Oh yeah. Now, every time my, my annual summer trip to Italy or wherever it is, Greece or Spain or whatever. This podcast is doing well. I've never been, you know, (laughs) Jesus. No, I'm just saying like whichever place that all the influencers decide you have to go to Mm -hmm. this next summer, you know. Once you do that with international travel, I don't want to bring a bunch of drugs on there. So those two weeks that I'm in Italy, that's when I take the time off from the drugs. And then you sort of have to white knuckle going to sleep every night. Mm -hmm. You replace it with fine Sicilian wine. I was about to say, you just get extremely drunk and smoke more cigarettes is how you, I think how you kind of deal with your tree talks. 
Look, we all cleanse differently. That's true. Um, and then when you get home, that you know, you're just like, all right, I'm. I'm you get all the dreams and nightmares out of your system. It's cute that you guys are doing this because any drug addict will tell you that the detoxing part is just so the drugs hit harder the next time you take yeah. them. That's the whole. Well, yeah, that's a big part of it. That's the whole point. I mean, you know, if you can make it through, you know, 48 hours. That's why I'm doing a juice cleanse today. So tomorrow I'll have like a quesadilla for breakfast. Also, you know? I, fucking matter. I read that like in a perfect world, you should have only you should only have your caffeine or coffee like every other day so that it hits mm. really hard i don't think i could ever do that but it is something i can't do that either. i would love that makes sense though. i would love a way to have my caffeine hit harder is what i'm looking for i'll just put that out there you should try to you should try to snort it i've never <laughs> done it but it's i mean it's not yeah you could buy pills and just snort it it's what i what i what i the only time coffee really works anymore is when i'm jet lagged like if i because i won't sleep on the plane and i'll get to europe and i will go to the hotel i'll shower I'll take a short nap and then I'll have a coffee and it feels like I'm on cocaine. It's the only time it really I'm I'm blasting the fuck off. So it's the only so time. lucky, so blessed. I know, and 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 it's not even good fourth wave or even Starbucks. You know, I got it's <laughs> it's just whatever they got. Some shit he got at Vons. Well, Esther, yeah. speaking <laughs> of, speaking of your oat milk addiction, have you ever thought about drinking whole cow's milk instead of that unhealthy? kind of seed oil cancer causing oat milk okay makes people have death i'm definitely cutting back on oat milk because i am aware of the seed oil issue and it's <laughs> it's disturbing um yeah yeah whole cow's milk i got big ass titties from it <laughs> whole cow's milk you have a little problem with it i don't i i would try it i think i definitely am more towards like making my own almond milk is the better way or do you do have a lactose do you have any lactose issues or are you are you can you handle everything you're from chicago for christ's sake if i say i do do you need like papers to prove it or like is it okay if it's just like you don't have to show us no that. we just, all know, you know that you're lying and you're also probably <laughs> i have a gluten intolerance it's like i won't die but like i'd rather not i eat everything i don't care anymore i was vegan for like three years and then i now i'm just like give it, give me everything um i don't care if it gives me a stomach ache like there we go. Just let's, let's party. I was let, let's just party. Let's put put anything you got inside this little mouth of mine. <laughs> you, I was listening to your podcast, uh, your uh, most recent episode, and you're talking about having a collection of hot girl jars in your house, and we all have that. It's where you put some of your cool products, Chris. I'm sure you have repurposed an Erewhon jar and filled it with who me you know filled it with some cool things like that but you you mentioned that your hot girl jars were all filled with just different nuts yeah just almonds cashews brazil nuts so are you saying nuts. you're are, are you a bulk man chick wow that's really insulting um <laughs> are you just a nutty chick absolutely not the bulk bin is really scary to me germs wise that's mm. pre-pandemic i was ahead of, <laughs> ahead of this that's pre-pandemic okay 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 so i just i mean from a calorie perspective ah uh. are hot girls eating this many nuts all the time okay so my nut my relationship with nuts all started when i started opening on the road for mark Marin. i would go to his house I'd walk in and there'd, mm -hmm. this, there'd just be this most magical smell of like first Floored class. by the smell of nut. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying that Marin's, Marin's cribs smell like nut is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> first class nuts, nut smell. And so it, it <laughs> opened my mind. Are you saying, he, what is he roasting them? Like, what, I don't know. Why do they? He's air frying. He's air frying nuts. So it's like, what makes you feel more like you're on a first class flight than like a hot nut mix? What makes you feel most like you're living your best, hottest girl life than like being someone that just eats like a small handful of nuts when they're hungry? <laughs> There's all of these aspirational okay, that's true. aspirational elements for me that I get out of eating my own homemade air fried cashew mix. I've led, I cashew is my favorite. That's like the most. Can you drop off? Can you kind of drop off a sample for me? I would love to because I'm a big nut mix guy myself and i find that i find that it's more of like a high-end hotel bar association to me mm. like if you go to like the four seasons they have a proprietary nut mix you know if you go to bemelman's if you even if you go to like you know whatever they usually have he one. likes a bar nut you go to uh espresso martinis and some bar nuts and because well, i because if you don't drink and you just sit at the bar you have to drink water while these idiots talk to you that you don't really like 
the nuts kind of make it okay that you have another hour until you get to have pizza. Yeah. So that's kind of where... But you're saying that you like to keep them around the house to have a little snack because it makes you feel hot. Yeah, like if I'm, you know, in a rush and a pinch where, yeah, where I need a snack, I do like, I have my jars, right? I pull out the air fryer from the top shelf if I'm in a rush. Air fryer is always out. I'm not like a take and put away. I don't put things away. Like, let's, okay. things do not get put away. <laughs> it's There's always no. out. It's always on. Ready to go. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, like a main focus of cashews, a couple walnuts, a Brazil nut to get my daily selenium, trying to use that to help my period cramps and um, uh-huh. some almonds, but almonds have been not really hitting the spot lately. Well, what what happens to a nut in the air fryer? Yeah. Does it ju- yeah. Other than other than getting warmer in temperature, does it get crunchier? Oh, my God. Are you guys kidding like no i've never no. air fried a collection of brazil nuts in my entire life <laughs> believe it or not i mean i've had like a like a hot roasted nut on the street corner in new york not so much on a first class flight the 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 emirates to dubai is more of a more of an upscale thing than a hot hot peanut esther's definitely taking the saudi money just for nuts <laughs> hot peanuts hot um, peanuts there's a first class flight here hot peanuts okay so so what what Walk me through the mouthfeel, the texture, the flavor, the nutritional differences. Well, let me just put it for you like this, okay? When you go to the grocery store, you can buy your nuts raw. You can buy them roasted. Everyone, you know, if you're looking for a fun time, you're getting them roasted. That just makes yeah. brings out the flavor. But just imagine you did that fresh at home yourself. You're getting the instant benefits. It's almost like picking a fresh avocado off the tree and cracking it open. Like So it sounds like the difference between like a fresh popped popcorn versus a bag of boom chicka pop that was popped seven months ago. A million percent, yes. Mm-hmm. And that is my trigger food. So I will have to okay. deal with that. What, popcorn? So good. Yeah. That's my when I get my munchy snack attacks. I need homemade popcorn. Well, that's a, that's a great trigger food. It's a it's a good it's a good pretty healthy low calorie snack depending on how much butter you're squirting. No, I'll you know maybe a little melted Kerrygold butter. Although I just saw TikTok that Kerrygold butter is not what they say it is. So. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. What do they say it is? <laughs> that's and what crazy. is it actually? Yeah. It's just not <laughs> not my Kerrygold. It's not what they say it is. It's like okay, everything okay, so- else in our world it's a wolf in sheep's clothing butter yeah. so you're saying big big butter is lying to you about the actual contents would you be surprised if that's what i was saying no i would no 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 nothing surprises me anymore i wouldn't pet it past Kerrygold. what about tillamook that i don't know and as a midwestern girl i i don't want to know i want to keep that pure fully and pure you have the word tillamook blocked on your tiktok that's smart <laughs> Um, Esther, you, you often record your podcast alone and Chris and I have never done that. What are some pros and cons of, of a solo podcast? It turns into a therapy session really fast. Like last week I recorded and just started crying over a friend that had passed away. I hadn't thought about the friend in seven years. Mm -hmm. And I just think like being by yourself and alone with your thoughts, you find things as much like journaling. I know there's like a saying, you don't really know what you think until you start writing. And that's like how you find out what's going on in there. I have the same experience with the solo podcast. It's like things come out and I'm just like, whoa, I'm way more fucked up than I thought. Or like, I'm really not over that actually. And so it's very, it's like a good experience to learn about what's going on in, the, in there. You're taking a look at under the rug with the vacuum and there's a bunch of shit under there. Yes. And I do. So I have, that's my solo podcast, my pleasure. And then I have a, like a more comedy podcast that I do with two other women. And I find that like, like basically if people want to have a fun time, they can go to the comedy one. The solo one is so weird and boring that like, I don't expect people to listen to it. So I end up being a lot more open and vulnerable and it's just like become a safe place. It's not, I don't recommend it. Okay. Yeah. So you feel like you can get whatever you need out of your system because nobody's listening to it at all. In my mind. Yes. In your mind. But obviously you have a lot of listeners, I'm sure. There's some. 
There's some freaks out there. Jason, she doesn't. She doesn't want to talk about numbers. She doesn't want to shit on us. No, it's all good. I mean, well, like, so podcast, what, what are the podcasts where I talk about my trauma for thirty minutes a week does better than your little shitty podcast you do three times not a week? Not a so. chance. No, I mean clearly, obviously it does. Not obviously. a chance. It should. It has to. Not a chance. But but you're you're a comedian, and so you're used to being on stage talking to a, a crowd of people alone. So it's probably a little easier for you. But the thought of me, or I mean, I don't know, want to put words in your mouth, Chris, but just talking into a microphone for an hour straight raw honestly i think if i like sports i could go bill burr mode for sure if i if i like liked something that like regular bros liked that has no emotion attached to it and you can just talk about it for 30 minutes maybe after like the daytime emmys yeah, happens exactly, or something yeah, exactly. like that after the after the bravo AMA awards after bravo con i could probably do a solo podcast but other than that it might be a little too hard for it might be a little too hard for me right right but right i think because i think with women i think it people for better or worse expect it to go kind of emotional because it's like like you said it feels like therapy yeah. whereas i think men I think men, it becomes uh, much like everything else we do, stupid and like ranty. You know what I mean? And like, I just don't think anybody wants to hear that. People I think love I'm, rants, though. The biggest podcasters in the world are ranters. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I, I don't. I mean, like, even an hour of somebody I like ranting is is uh, how much am I paying attention by the last half? I don't know. Yeah, like, so him. is that? Do you listen? Like, is Andrew Tate? Does he do that? I'm a big Tate. I'm a big Tate guy. I'm more into the brother, actually. Um, <laughs> just kind of like. I just love their take on Romanian culture. It's kind of something <laughs> it's fresh. I, wasn't, I'll give them that. I wasn't familiar with before. No, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to any, I don't listen to any solo. I can't even think of a man that does a solo podcast besides Bill Burr. Yeah. You know, you bring up sports and not liking them. And I do just want to, as almost as a PSA, I used to really hate anything that had to do with sports and like any time guys talked about it it would just be like oh i hate this because i think growing up like i hated when my dad would put the sports radio station on and then i would just be so bored and like isolated but i've since learned just to you know all all my people out there listening there is a benefit because if a guy likes sports you can like drop him off with any other guy and then they have stuff to talk about yeah. and you can just kind of like, yeah, it's like, it, it's like taking him to the dog park. Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying you don't like sports at all. Chris. Uh, no, I mean, I don't, it's just something I don't care about. It's not like I'm like anti, I'm just not going to spend four hours with the fellas eating wings and cracking some cold ones. <laughs> That's just not for me. I mean, Jason doesn't do it. I mean, Jason's not into it either. I'll, I'll, I'll watch a game every now and again if, if my friends are into it. But yeah, it's not something that I have any interest I in. I believe it's a, rebel it's a rebellion against my Southern upbringing because it's like part of my, like college football is literally like in the DNA of, of Southern people. So I think that I'm just like, that was always not for me. But you make a good point about the usefulness of it because it is oh. true. It's what it's what brings. It's the one thing that brings most men together. It bonds so many people. You'll be glad to know that I was very competitive with the college athletes on my college campus because I didn't like how much attention that they got. I didn't think mm -hmm. it was fair. And so I was really mean to them in my classes with them. I'm going to assume you were smarter than them. So you were able to kind of raise your hand and be a teacher's pet. Was that the kind of vibe or was it more just, I'm not going to talk to you. It was like more just when they thought they could get away with a half-assed presentation. I was like, I didn't even, I would just be like, I would critique them. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I just really didn't like that. They got more attention than I did. And I took it out on them. It probably wasn't right of me but it was what was true for me in the moment. Just because you got the touchdown on on the big game doesn't mean you can uh -huh. turn in this slop and expect to get a B minus. Yeah. What is what did you go to a college with a big football program? I went to University of Illinois, UIUC, Urbana-Champaign. It's a Big 10 school, does that sound right? You just said a lot of words. No, that's big. Yeah, I'm familiar I'm familiar with Big 10 football. It's no SEC, but it's, you know, it has oh, big in the oh. name. Gotcha. Okay, I'm in the wrong league. I'm, my apologies. Division, but yeah, league is fine too. Okay. <laughs> For a guy who doesn't like sports, Chris, you sure know a lot about it. Well, people are every time we talk about sports in this podcast, they're like, "You sure do know a lot about football." It's like because it's like it's just in your. It's like Jason, you're from Huntington Beach. You know about surfing and racism. Those are the two things you know about. And it's like it's 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 just that it's part yeah, of the culture. Like, it's in the water. I know about Holocaust museums and KKK marches. Like we all uh -huh. have a culture that we bring to the table. We didn't yeah. ask for it, but it is us. <laughs> um, Esther, I was looking at your Twitter. You tweeted something that caught my eye. 
Feeling sad and ugly is a normal part of the hot girl life cycle. This is why people in New York have better summers than people in Los Angeles. Yes. <clears throat> what is the correlation between between all of that? So I wrote this essay for Bustle about feeling ugly and it was inspired by like living a life. And I, I don't know if you guys relate to this where like you just truly don't know if you're good looking or not and like it's kind of all dependent on your mood or lighting or like how you slept but ultimately just like how mm -hmm. you feel and so I there's one thing I came up with which is like this coping mechanism to deal with what happens when like people on the internet are like you're ugly and it's basically I've decided that I am more empowered when I identify as ugly because Scarlett Johansson can like go out and be a movie star and it's like big fucking deal. She's beautiful. Like good for you. But I feel like if you're not a 10 like her and you're not the like perfect fit to the standard of beauty or whatever, it's like you're actually so much more confident and more special if you're able to find success without being so good looking. So that's like one way that I've decided to cope with it. But then also just embracing that feeling ugly is good for you because then when you do feel hot it's like it's honestly this is going back to drug addiction it's like mm -hmm. you know you take the break the tolerance you build that you know get that low so it hits harder same mm -hmm. thing with looks it's like oh i, I want to feel ugly so that on hot days they really hit does that make sense no i i do the same thing all the time actually there's <laughs> like whenever i know that there's an event coming up a Celine fashion show, or a New Year's Eve party, whatever it may be, the the few days leading up to it, you know, I won't shave. Mm. I won't, you know, like I won't have the same upkeep. And then the morning of, I'm doing my scrub, my mask, mm. I'm trimming it up. He uses gel. I'm using all my gels and I'm steaming my outfit and I'm picking it all out. So then when you finally do come out of the door, you, you get that high a little bit more. Yes. But Esther, if you if you have to go out on stage and do stand-up almost every night, how does that work out? Do you just go up on stage? You know, that's actually a newer thing to me, I think, because when I started stand-up, it was really not quite feminism had <laughs> happened yet. That was a good sentence. But, like, <laughs> it was really misogynistic. And there was it was, like, yeah. especially at the comedy store in 2009, people were, like, if you try to look hot as a girl on stage, like you are nothing that's getting in the way of your jokes. Like, so it was very much ingrained in me to like cover your body, wear baggy clothes. And I still do that a lot because of, because of like, that was just so ingrained in me. But, um, and I actually feel like I do better when I go up on stage feeling like a slob because I feel more like myself and I'm not trying to be something I'm not, but that said, like when I have a taping or something, I'll, I'll do it up and try to make that work too. But no, that, the way I feel about my physical appearance does not, it does, it's not at play when I'm performing weirdly because mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't want it to be. Yeah, you got to get no, these that makes sense. What's more important than looks, but thank you. <laughs> well, I think a tight 15 at the Chuckle Hut in Cleveland is more important. You know what I mean? If the, you chose this career, you're saying that's more important. That's on you. <laughs> Do you, are you the type of person that likes to have, your, your core friend group be hotter than you or do you want to be the hot one in the group oh my god i am by far the ugliest in my friend group and it always will stay that way <laughs> yeah i i have a little sister complex like i grew up with a an older sister who's seven years older than me we're half siblings and her she's hotter way hotter older cooler wouldn't let me in her room mm -hmm. like had you know skinny arms big boob great breast to arm ratio that i could never <laughs> achieve i've never heard the term breast to arm ratio oh my god you must join the Where comedy have I community been hiding? yeah i need to get more toxic <laughs> that has really like shaped who i am in a big way so i feel like everywhere i go i'm like looking for a cooler big sister and that's like how all my female friendships work okay cooler hotter big sisters i like to be i like to be surrounded by hotties as well um and i describe some people that i work with that's part of their appeal it's like this guy can write emails he's on top of it he dress mm -hmm. he looks good i can take him somewhere i guess you know? to borrow that, a that's real important. estate term you want to be to present well the ugliest house on the nicest street that's the best place to be investment wise and that's kind of how we all seem to be 
Oh, yeah. Except I'm the hot one in my friend group. But you guys are kind of like that. So it's cool. We're <laughs> elevating ourselves. But, well, because also you guys know about the cheerleader effect. Mm-mm. Do tell. Is that a Netflix show? Yeah. No, it's a, an effect. Um, <laughs> That's an effect. Okay. <laughs> but basically, like, if you're in a group of girls, you automatically look hotter because you're in a group. Like, it just it elevates the looks of everyone just by being have their having their. I've, heard, more I've of heard of this. I've heard of this before, and that's why bottle service. That's why bottle service was invented. Oh. So it all just kind of blurs into one hot per, hot energy coming yeah. from it, and it, okay, yeah. yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, my fiance taught me about it, and I'm I'm like, wait, what is he trying to say? But we're gonna have to. We're gonna want to flag that. <laughs> that's interesting. I, so I you, uh, when when are you getting married, Esther? Okay, this is another very complicated question. Um, okay, I've been engaged for five years. Okay, and um, yeah, so it's we're we're at a standstill, <laughs> complete and utter standstill over that. To the point where I actually recently changed my last name to his as more of a chess move than anything else. <laughs> That's, so you're saying like legally changed it? I mean, legally on Instagram. Is there a difference? Right, right. Oh, right. so that because mm-hmm. I was like, I knew you had uh, King is the new last name on Instagram. Yes, and that does roll off the tongue because I, I, I thought, I don't know, I, I knew your last name was more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. But I went blackout mode and just read Instagram in this intro. So okay. So neither of us. I, I corrected him and I said, I think the name is Pavitsky. And he's like, no, no, no. So we're both right. So yes. And that is a branding issue on my part. Like I know we want to keep it streamlined and clear, but we're going with Esther King. And I guess it is more of a rebrand than anything else. Esther King. Esther King sounds like a high earning OnlyFans account. So I'm going to give you it. I'm going to give you props there. Wait, that's the best compliment I've ever gotten in my whole life. Oh my God. I might ask you to say that again privately. Um, We're going to need a clean take. Okay. So when you did this chess move of changing your social media profile (laughs) name to your fiance's God-given last name, how did he react on his chess board of life? He didn't love it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thunk? (laughs) He didn't love it. Okay. Did he? Uh, okay, so did that light a fire under his ass to set a date, or is this all on him, or is this something that we don't want to talk about at all? No, I don't mind at all. He's very private, so but he won't listen to this. It's fine. Basically, hmm. he. What's his first name? <laughs> his name is Dave King. Dave's a listener. The, he wants to have a wedding. I do not. Oh. Okay. And that's it. It's like we're literally there. I'm like. I'm like, babe, I will marry you right here, right now. Let's go to the courthouse. Let's do it. And he's like, no, I want my family there. So we're just at this standstill. And we almost thought we were in a compromise zone. And then like these. Is Dave, let me ask you, let me ask a a sensitive question. Uh, How's Dave's paper looking? Paper. Do you mean, is that like a financial question? That's right. That's right. Well, it's funny you should ask. Because he's behaving like a person who has money. Wait, is he? No. I don't know. I'm just, uh, just answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) Miss King, answer the question. (laughs) Miss King, answer the question. I'm not going to ask you again. By the way, that is true. We are currently Mr. and Miss King. We are not Mm -hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Okay, so this is more as a joke, (laughs) but I'll let you see if there's truth on your own imagination. Okay. When he proposed to me five years ago, he did make more money than me. And now he doesn't. <laughs> and I'm a little bit like, not in a rush anymore. <laughs> now, this is something I talk about on stage. So forgive me for being a hack. Okay. Mr. So Mr. King, he should have shit or get off the pot. He had his chance. He could have. He was like, I'm making more money than you. We're, we're going to have a wedding and because I say so. And you you would have been like, yeah, I guess, you know, that's the way that cookie crumbles. Now Astor's sold a couple scripts. No. You know, uh, podcast money starting to come in a little bit. Honestly, and now, now you're kind of like, oh, you know. That is a joke. Maybe we do it my it way. Doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like a joke, but go ahead. I would marry him. I don't want a wedding. I don't want my, I don't want to see my family happy, most of all. <laughs> so we're just in this weird place. Look, 
but I, I changed my last name to his. We're going to be together. It's not an issue of love. It's just you don't want to have a wedding ceremony this badly. Mm, right. Not willing to compromise whatsoever on this. What if Dave just gets a small ceremony? I'll DJ I it. just don't want to do a family thing. I also think that like, you know, I, I know because I do stand up, it seems like I want attention, which I do. And I think I don't want to have a day where I have to share it with him. That also doesn't sound ideal. No, that's a big problem for you. As a, That's the thing about being a solo artist. When you have to get, when the, when the Spice Girls reunite, they're still a star. You know what I yes. mean? You're, you're stand up. You don't. You're not in an improv yeah. troupe. You need all the lights on you. You didn't. You're not on SNL because you chose not to be. <laughs> We're gonna get to the bottom of of this. Why you don't want to have a wedding ceremony? Because I mean, isn't it usually kind of the other way around with the fella being a little resistant? Yeah, I just did not grow up with, like with that uh, gene of like wanting to have babies and get, have a wedding. Like I never wanted that. In fact, when my grandma for Christmas gave me, uh, I blame the clan. A baby doll. I said I won't drive home with it in the car. It has to be in the trunk. Like I just, it freaked me out like a baby doll. Very cool. Very cool. Cool chick right here. Yo, cool chick alert. Baby dolls are really germ heavy if you think about it. That's all I'm saying. You know, Chris, for a guy who doesn't like baby dolls, you sure know a lot about them. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Sorry. I hate when I use my common sense on the mic. All right, Esther. Well, um, thank you for taking the time to to pod with us today. Hopefully, Dave does listen and maybe he'll change his ways. Dave, it's not about the ceremony. It's about you and I together coming together. I don't know. I don't know what Dave does for a living, but I have a feeling if Dave lives in Silver Lake and he's white, he probably <laughs> does listen to this podcast. I'll tell you this. this a numbers he game. will love it. <laughs> this is you, you guys would all be friends and I love this podcast. So. so have you, you mean you love doing this or have you listened to it before? No, I listened to it. Um, one of my best friends is like a, she's a big fan and she turned me on to it and I love it. And I, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. I love like LA culture. Let's give her, let's give her a shout out. Let's give her a shout out. I'm afraid to say her name publicly because I don't know if she wants people to know that I'm, I identify as her being my best friend, Okay. but I will say it. Okay. I will say it. (laughs) It's a dog whistle. (laughs) Okay. Her name is Rumi Neely, but you might have to block that out. Uh, She follows us. She doesn't give a shit. Okay. It's less about her liking you and that I'm not concerned about that being private more just her being my friend this is kid sister syndrome all over again yes wow you get me she's proud to call you a friend she's proud to call you a friend and you're proud to call her a friend it's beautiful oh my god you guys you guys are healing all my childhood trauma Rumi needs you Esther yeah who would not who wouldn't be proud to call you a friend thank you talented successful (laughs) you're the cashew to her air fryer and vice versa damn Jason you didn't have to go that hard bro all right, Esther, appreciate you. Thank you for coming on How Long Gone, uh, and we will uh, we'll see you soon for sure. Thanks for having me. All right, later. Bye, guys. Much love. <laughs>